I find this to be a profound, I find this to be, I'm also super practical, like I'm super woo, but I'm super practical. And I feel like if the woo doesn't really help me in the practical, then it's just woo. Exactly. I'm very much the same way. What's this? Where, what are we doing with this? What are we doing it for? I love the woo as much as the next person, but yeah, exactly. Welcome to the Seven Figure Freedom Podcast, where ambitious CEOs turn to transition from being the doer of the business to being the leader of the empire. I am Madeline White Silva. I'll share my real life struggles and breakthroughs as I've scaled my businesses and grown a team that run the day to day without me. So that now I run my seven figure business on three day work weeks. Join our community of visionary entrepreneurs and transformational leaders as we create lasting impact, financial freedom, and an awesome, rewarding life with a powerhouse team by your side. Hello, hello, visionaries. Today, I have a really special treat for you. I have my friend, Elizabeth Purvis with me. Hi. Hi. I'm so excited to finally be sitting down and having this opportunity to deep dive into the work that you do. I feel like the work that you do really leads fantastic into the work that we do. And there's such an alignment in the people that we work with. Yes. And, and I just feel like you guys are all about the offer and finding the alignment with the high-end offers and packaging the offer just right and getting our genius really out there. And then also really aligning with the energetics of what it takes to do the sales conversation at those high-end offers. That just mm-hmm. lends it like it, I feel like it's like the perfect precursor to our done for you scaling process. So I'm just it really is. That's not lost on me at all. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I just I've been thinking about this so much because we have made a shift of going 100 percent in on what we are really good at, which mm-hmm. is the done for you components and the operations and the team and those pieces. Yeah. Um, just partnering with other people, they bring that they are really good at these other pieces and can really do those stellar job. And so I'm super excited to be sharing your expertise with our audience today. And I wanted to just start off with reading your bio so that people really know who you are. So yes, Elizabeth Purvis, she is the CEO of Seven Figure Goddess. They basically do the premier offers and messaging strategies for high achieving transformational leaders ready to scale to seven figures and beyond. She's the creator of Seven Figure Goddess, where her specialty is leading experienced coaches, healers, mentors, and spiritual teachers to embody their highest level and scale their business on demand without webinars, launches, or sales calls. Elizabeth combines her in-depth expertise in offers and messaging strategy with her two decades of metaphysical practice to empower clients to manifest their biggest, boldest money and lifestyle goals while delivering their sole purpose work. Her clients' phenomenal real-world results are known and are parallel in the industry. And Elizabeth and her team are on a mission to help coaches, healers, conscious experts, and consciousness risers create high multi-six and seven-figure businesses. Super exciting! Yay. Thank you. Yeah. So we definitely work with the same kind of audience too, right? Like we do. We totally work with the same people and we work with the people 
around. They're either a little bit before where they need to be when they come to you, or they're at the income level that you that is jumping off point, but they've kind of been doing it by throwing spaghetti against the wall with the offers. So we want to get the offers where they need to be. Uh, and then all the operational pieces are a lot easier once they actually have their product. Exactly, right? And so tell us a little bit about how you ended up here, like doing this work at this time. I know you have an amazing story and I want to hear. I do. I'll try to keep it short. <laughs> yeah, I'll give the I'll give the bullet points because it is quite a lot of twists and turns. I am super old guard as I've been in this industry. I quit my job in 2007. January 2007. And I came right into this industry. Like I, there was no anything. I thought I was going to be a comics writer, which is an interesting whole thing, but I found my way to our industry here as a side gig as a way to make the money while I'm writing the books. And was all of a sudden like, holy crap, this is so great. (laughs) All the things we do over here. But I, I started as a copywriter, like learning copy. And, and it was very strange at the time, because as I said, I did think I was going to be this comics writer and this fiction writer, but I had a very strong pull to, at that time, what I call the hardcore direct response marketers who ruled the roost. And I remember thinking to myself, she, as in the goddess has me working with these guys for some reason that I can't see yet. I don't know why I'm so interested in this. I don't know why it's such a big deal to me. I started to see the parallels between marketing and sales and entrepreneurship and magic, which is the other background I had when I came in. So when I quit my job, I had been an engineer, I have a master's in computer science, and I had been a systems engineer for 10 years. And when I wasn't fixing computers, I was running around New York City, working with all these different magical groups and training with my lineage and everything. So I saw all these magic parallels with entrepreneurship. And I was like, all right, I'm clearly being guided. And of course, fighting it the whole way going, no, because my identity was elsewhere. But eventually about two years in, I really landed on high-end offers. And, and I knew from that point that there was going to be like a magic component to my business and a business component to the business, because I see myself as a magic teacher, but for me, magic has to have, and by magic transformation and creation, manifestation, all that stuff, it's got to be, there has to be a channel to work through. And that's really where your business comes in. Not everyone feels that way about magic. Some people like to do magic for magic's sake. I'm like, put the football through the goalpost. What is the outcome? What are we doing this for? Why we have all these tools? So that's kind of how I ended up in coaching and high-end offers. And I was like, holy smokies, like high-end offers are their big manifestation experiment. And I always knew too, that I was meant to work with transformational leaders. My copywriter dudes were always like, be a lot more successful with this if you work with real estate agents. And I'm like, no, (laughs) I got my people. (laughs) So I started out learning my chops in the business coaching side, teaching high-end and teaching high-end to beginners, newbies, I guess you could say. Of course, I was one myself, just a couple steps ahead. And I created over a number of years, a very, a number of very successful business coaching programs. One of them was called Goddess Business School. Another was really one of the first big trainings on the high-end model called Platinum Program Secrets. And both of them served hundreds of people. And I hit my wall. I hit my sort of, oh my gosh, what's what am I really doing? What's the real work I'm here to do? Which is a choice point for a lot of transformational leaders, for a lot of entrepreneurs. Like you go to marketer school and you learn the thing and then you're like, oh no, what's my real work? <laughs> Most people in my experience, they they hit that point around 
the 100K, 200K mark, I hit it at the million dollar mark. So I was like, okay. But I couldn't teach what I was teaching anymore. And I also thought, it's time for me to be Gabby Bernstein. It's time for me to be the magic teacher to the mainstream. And So I started on that path and was like, that's also a no. Like I'll gouge my eyeballs out if I'm just talking about manifesting in the manifesting course for the next 10 years. There's a bigger piece. And so what ultimately dropped in was my new way of teaching, like a new way of teaching high-end offers to, to transformational leaders and helping them package up their highest level work so that they can scale. Now, another thing that happened at the same time that's really important is that through all of that time while I was building the million dollar business, I was doing it launching, live eventing, webinar to sales calling. I had a sales team. I was known for launches. I was known for webinars. I'm a marketing nerd, all of that. The whole big marketing apparatus. And part of what was where another place where I hit my wall was like, I can't fill programs like this anymore. I never wanted to fill them like this in the first place. And I love marketing. Like I'm a marketing nerd, right? And all of the tension I'd had with my clients previous was all around, we don't want to do this stuff, right? And and as the industry progressed, there were different sort of scaling methodologies that came online. Live events for a while was the only way you could do it. Then PLF, and I love PLF like to no end, right? PLF was the only way you could do it for a while. Then here comes webinar to sales call. Then here comes challenges in a Facebook group. And then here comes this and this. All funnels, right? All of them have a ton of stuff. And I was like, I can't do it this way. <laughs> and so I did what I always did at the time. You know, that time I was like, show me the guy, show me the guy who can help me find the alternative. And the guy showed up. And, and for four years straight, I filled all of our programs, including our $20,000, $25,000 programs with emails and PDF files. And after the first year of doing that, I was like, I've got to take this to our people because they, I want them to stay in their lane and be able to work their magic and to be able to do the transformational work and scale to high multi-six, like that 700, 800K range or a million dollars without the marketing apparatus. After that, I find that you want to bring the marketing apparatus back, (laughs) but you really can get to a very high, significant recurring revenue with just emails and PDFs. So it was a circuitous path to find, to to get getting here. And I was learning all of our magic-y stuff along the way because the magic-y stuff is also still there. But when I found this, I was like, this is my lane and I'm going to stay in this. And I want to bring this to so many leaders because it is truly an alternative to what we're told we have to do. And I know that you don't like to be told what you have to do either. (laughs) Oh, I'm a rebel to the core. I know you are. But I was like, no one wants to do this. Don't tell me you want to make a funnel. You really don't. I know you don't. No, this is what's so sexy. Like, I, this is part of why I'm so excited. Like, I feel like I'm opening up the little secret yeah. lock and letting you out into my world with my people because I just want to make sure everybody heard. Like, you can literally do 25K plus offers, selling them on PDF and emails only. Never have mm-hmm. to get on a sales call, never have to do a launch, never have to build a funnel never have to figure out a lead magnet. Like literally, obviously you have to have a list and yes, you might have some referral partners and pieces, but it's like Mm -hmm. simplicity. Yeah. And in fact, 
one of the most challenging, and I'm serious and I don't mean to be flippant or whatever in my experience, the hardest part about this is people really wrapping their head around how simple it can be because the brain who we lovingly call Brian in my world, because (laughs) I wrote this big message to my team on Slack one time. And I was like, the brain is doing this and the brain is doing that. It was like three pages long. And one of my team members was like, who's Brian? (laughs) So we call the brain Brian, but the brain loves to do and the brain loves to chew on things. And so when you basically say, guess what we're going to do instead? So here's the edgy part. No scaling methodology is right for everybody, right? And our way isn't better than, I want to be really clear, our way is not better than, it is an alternative to. In my experience, it's very effective. And in my experience, for those who want to stay in their lane and just work their magic, they want to actually do the transformational work. You're the one you love to do the coaching and you love to do the hypnosis. And yes, high ticket hybrid, you want to make one of those, but you actually love the work that you do. If that's you, then this is a really effective way to stay in your lane. And what we do, how we do that is by taking all of that time, energy, brain off chewing, whatever, and direct it toward your offer and your message. We direct it toward does the way I'm communicating and how I am positioning this meet and match with my client. So they instantly know that it's a yes, if they're in the right spot. And if they're not in the spot, right, then we have ways of communicating in our content, emails and posts that move people, what we say down the fairway, move people very close to a yes in a very short period of time without a big ass thing. And that's uncomfortable because your brain doesn't know, because if you're sitting there channeling your attention into what's my offer and message, guess what you have to do? You have to get out of your own bananas and listen to your clients and you have to learn. And I know this is tough for leaders because we're like, we've already done all the learning. We don't need any, we don't need any new skills. I totally get that. But we have to, if we want to make the monies in the most efficient way, you actually have to learn how to interpret what you're hearing back from clients. You have to learn, oh, this is the, they're saying this, and this is what that means. And when you start to figure that out, it's, it's not, it's very systematic. It's like our brains operate very predictably. (laughs) So when we're able to do that matchmaking and understand what the feedback that we're getting means, then eventually what we do is we're, we dial in that offer and you get to a place where you come out, post, make a post, you get hands raised, make sales, come out, make a post, get hands raised, make sales. And it's, yeah. it's straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. I totally get that. That's what I love about it. It's elegant. It's simple. I think it's perfect for the kind of people that we love working with transformational leaders and people who are really up to big things in the world, who has the goods to create the change with humanity in the world. And that are not your typical marketer doing business to make a shitload of money, even though that's really nice, but really here to make really big impact. And I just think that this kind of system is just exactly the perfect vehicle for them to build that from. And I get that the mindset piece is big, right? Yeah, it's really big. Oh my goodness. There's a reason why we hit the 100K, 200K ceiling. And it's because we really could be seen and really could let in all that we can let in by letting in how we do that in business is by having a clear offer and messaging. Then, oh my goodness, what's going to happen? So there's a lot of transformation in this 
seemingly simple process and it is a simple process, but there's a lot of, a lot of big, big stuff. Yeah. Big shifts. And I always say the shifts, those energetic shifts are some of, in my work too, I find taking CEOs from doing to leading is That's right. a huge energetic shift that needs to happen in along the way. And sometimes that is the most profound work we do, even though we haven't done for you process. Like sometimes yeah, 100% same kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. And you have really doubled down on this. And you also wrote a book. Right? I did. I wrote a book. You wrote <laughs> I wrote a, a book. book on the energetic. I've been reading it. I've been reading it and I've been really loving it. And I'm really especially enjoying just how I, I I find that some of the most brilliant entrepreneurs are people who have, just like you, has a very linear left brain, engineering brain that can break down, yeah. system, can see patterns, can create structure, and also has this creative, visionary brain. And when those two kind of collide, it's the perfect match. And that's what I'm really seeing with your book is that you've broken down the energetic shifts that people need to make in order to even land on a 25K offer or 50K offer or 80K offer and being comfortable selling that at that level and knowing that it's possible and that you can do it with PDFs and emails. (laughs) Yes. Thank you for highlighting that because the book, and I'll share what the book is about here in a second. It really was born out of the out of me teaching people how to create 50K offers. I love the big paydays. I love the big, I love the big thing. I love big, right? When I first started teaching high end again, people were like, you need to show us how to teach, how to do 50K offers. And I'm like, oh, because actually I don't like, for me, 50K offers are like, yeah, whatever. I'm not super attached to doing them myself because I love groups and I love to big build, build big groups and all the things, although you can have a big 50, whatever, you know what I'm trying to say? So I was always like, had a little bit of resistance to it, but finally I'm like, all right, this is what people are asking for. And I realized I had to come up with a way to instantly get people to an energetic place where they could do it because that is a huge, it's a huge mental hurdle. And so I got to thinking, how can I just instantly have people snap into the vibration of being someone who does that? And that's what's in the book. The framework that I came up with is called the standards. And it really is like a, how do I help someone embody the energy instantly? And then also the other piece to it, and I talk, I don't talk about this in the book so much. I am an engineer. I'm a total nerd for pieces and whatnot, (laughs) putting these together. And we all hear about who you have to be. We all know like manifestation 101 and personal growth 101 is it's who you be and it's how you show up. Right. And if we look at the manifestation process, that gets down to the area by level of vibration, what you vibrate out determines what you see back. And I was like, okay, that's great to know. But if I want to create if I want to offer 50K programs, if I want to create a seven-figure business as a leader, if I want to manifest this, whatever, what does that actually mean? What is what is the vibrational signature actually look like? What are the components? What are the pieces, parts? And how do I, how can I show someone how to piece out how to make a vibrational signature and have it be accurate to call in the thing that they want? And that's really the deeper work that the standards are a part of because it's 10 switches. It's 10 little energetic switches that together make up the, um, the vibration or frequency of leading at the leading the kind of businesses that we do. 
Yeah, it's profound. I find this to be a profound. I find this to be, I'm also super practical. Like I'm super woo, yeah. but I'm super practical. And I feel like if the woo doesn't really help me in the practical, then it's right. just woo. Exactly. I'm very much the same way. What's this? Where, what are we doing with this? What are we doing it for? I love exactly. the woo as much as the next person, but yeah, exactly. And so what are the symptoms that a visionary CEO have that tells them that now is the perfect time to reach back, to reach out to you and work with you? Oh my goodness. What a great question. What are the symptoms? Oh, I think about this question a lot because offers are all about symptoms. <laughs> so one of the things, oh my gosh, I'm so excited you asked me this. I'm just, I got to take a minute. <laughs> my language. And this is like offers 101 too, or so everyone who, there's a number of symptoms, everyone who comes to us. So first of all, we work best with leaders, coaches, so by leaders, transformational leaders, coaches, healers, spiritual teachers, conscious experts. So those that are more practical than woo, but know that they're up to woo as well, that are doing change work, that are actually helping others change their lives, change their mindset, work magic, basically. I call them magicians sometimes. And our leaders, when they reach out to us, they've been to marketer school, as I say, so they know how to sell. They know how to put the basics of programs together which means that they're usually at around the 100K to 200K mark is the perfect place. And another important criteria is that it's actually very helpful if they haven't settled on a scaling methodology. Because as soon as you, and I know you you know what I'm about, like, I know you agree with this. Once you settle on a scaling methodology, getting your brain to try to back out of it is real tough, right? <laughs> so some people find their way to the webinar to sales call people, and then they end up with a sales team and they're like, oh my goodness. And they end up with a whole marketing apparatus that they didn't want. And yet trying to unpack from that is just challenging. So we also look for that too. They all say that they're working too hard. They're working too hard. What does working too hard look like? It looks like you're writing a bunch of content and you're not getting any hands raised. It looks like being on calls for 90 minutes that end and I can't afford it. And like a lot of calls, like not just newbie, this happens because you don't know how to sell, but because this is what you're doing. Scales calls are the framework and you're attracting, you're getting the end of 90 minutes and here I can't afford it. Um, a big symptom that our clients have is that they know that they're ready to bring forward their highest level work. So a lot of times they've gotten to that 100K or 200K on their mentors offers or beginner, whatever, and they know they're called to bring forward something that's much bigger. And so now they need the vehicles and the offers for it. Usually I would say 98% of the time, I will make the percentage that high. Also what is going along with this is up-leveling of their client base. They've outgrown their old clients. They want to do something bigger. They want to bring forward bigger work for someone who's further along on their journey. So if you're a trauma healer, for example, and I know that's like very general and I don't mean anything by that. When someone is starting to heal, they're getting on the healing path. At the beginning of the healing path, <laughs> it's like their number one thing is number one, oh my goodness, I'm on a healing path at all. And then, oh my goodness, I want to be able to go to Thanksgiving dinner without wanting to poke my eyeballs out. Or I want to go to Thanksgiving dinner and be able to be with my mom without whatever. Like those are the symptoms of the early and they work with that for a while and they're working with that person. And then they want to work with 
the CEO or the corporate leader who has to manage the team and how do I how do I be in this team meeting and be the leader to get the best performance and provide the best value to my team. Same problem, two different levels, <laughs> right? Most of our clients want to move into a higher level of client or the next level of client. Another symptom that they have is that they have a lot of calls on the sales on the calendar. When we, we do this all without getting on the phone with PDF files, we have people say, oh my God, you helped me get out of jail. Because they literally, I'm thinking of our, one of our clients, Louisa, mm -hmm. and Louisa, she came to us and she, she was like, I'm literally doing 10 hours of sales calls a week. And I manage, I've managed three salespeople. And like, all she wants to do is teach her Helix method. That's all she wants to do. So that's another symptom. And then also like, they, they want to put more people in their bigger offers. Like most of our clients, not everybody, like you don't have to have your bigger offer worked out, but a lot of our clients, they wanted another way to put people in their 20K program without getting on the phone because they just did a launch and spent three months on it and got seven people and they wanted 30. So it's a, all those are different. Yeah. And you know, the cost effectiveness, right? Absolutely. When it comes to when somebody has already committed to the scaling methodology, even when I come into our business where we are really helping with the team and operations, but when yeah. they have chosen the wrong thing, we spend a lot of time looking at the business model and saying, is this even scalable? Does this even yeah. make sense? And it's, and you know this because you step in behind the scenes too. And so mm -hmm. few of those businesses are actually profitable. To the point where it doesn't make sense to oftentimes scale those offers, like you have to restructure, redesign them a little bit so that yeah. it makes sense and it's cost effective. And when somebody yeah. giving away 25% to a sales team to make the sales calls and yeah, they're putting on a summit with 30, 40 speakers every time to launch their program, it's, we just did a smaller summit. I think my team invested 500 hours. As a, on a production team, right? In total, these are huge operational pieces that cost a tremendous amount of money, even when they generate $800,000 for the launch. So right now you can get my super simple team assessment process that helps me evaluate my current team, identify if I need to hire somebody else, what kind of training my team members need, who is worth investing in and who needs to be more challenged to grow with a company. And really turning those less than motivated team members into productive, valuating, value-adding team players. It's an on-demand five-part video series that will walk you through the whole process. It's totally free. And you can find it at hello7figurefreedom.com team-assessment-video-series. We'll make sure to add the link in the show notes and let me know. So yeah. this is yeah. such an important piece to really look at. And you're absolutely right. I can really see if people can get to you around 100, 200, like they figured a few things out, the business model is working, and then they can step into you and you can actually help them get to multi-six, even seven figures very rapidly with the right offer and the right scaling process because it doesn't have yeah. all this clunkiness to it. Yeah. It's like a no-brainer. 
Yeah, it's really powerful when you see it working. And to rub some of the shiny off, it really, the hardest thing that people deal with is number one, the simplicity, as I said before, and brain wanting to do a zillion things. And if you've been conditioned to that and you're not willing to like put it on pause for a hot minute, like when I make invitations on calls, I'm like, you gotta be willing to put all the doo-doo on pause, right? So that you can really get down to the business of understanding what your people want and making that and doing that matchmaking. And that that takes a little time. It's not instant. And this is something that I know that you can speak to as well. And this has been big on my team lately. We've been talking a lot about how you've got it when you, when it's time to like, when it's time to scale, there's an element of like money shaking mode that you need money stick shaking mode that you need to be willing to put on pause. A lot of times when people are at that 100K mark, they're in a lot of like money pain for all the reasons that you mentioned, high expenses, not keeping a lot. My old mentor used to say, it's a tough place to be. So let's get you over it as fast as possible. (laughs) But you have to really be willing to see the scaling process as something that you are investing in and not require your pieces of the scaling system to instantly produce, right? Like when we're working on a new offer, if you put pressure on, you can even think of it as a little, like a kitten, (laughs) or if you put, if you're like demanding that the off, that the offer produce immediately because you need the cash, then you're not going to end up with, you're not going to end up with an offer that you're going to be able to scale because you're not going to be making decisions from the place of the future rather than the right now. So what we recommend in that case, of course, is I always say to our clients, like, how do I go make money? So just go make some money. If you need to go make money, do you need a VIP day framework? Great. Here's one. Go do it. Do you need some emails to send? Here they are. Go do it. And then let's get back to the business. Cause that, cause I understand there's a lot of stress and tension and pressure from trying to shake the money stick, but we get to, we really get to have the mindset of we're building this right and we're building it properly. And I know that with you and what you do, there's all sorts of systems and team and the way that you bring people up to speed. I also know that you have ninja hacks, but there's with an offer, your market is telling you what the deal is. And it's a skill set to be able to understand and read what the market is saying and what's going on. And that's of course what we're going to help you with, but you just, it's like, you get to just go and be on the journey and allow money in at the same time. Yeah, I love that. I call it going slow to go fast. Yeah, totally. Slowing down enough that we actually build it intentionally. And then you can go super fast later, as opposed to just going fast, fast, fast. And you're just scrambling and nothing is, you have no foundation underneath you and everything you're building a house of cards that's going to crumble at any moment. And you're really keeping it up, like putting the cards (laughs) making sure the cards are staying up just by pure force, white knuckling your way through it. And so I love that mindfulness that it takes to really build something that's going to have longevity to it. Stay for a long time that you can invest your time and energy into. And there's something magical when you realize that you can build a process and a system that you can use over and over again. Because let's be honest, the whole launch thing is I launch now, and then I have to recreate a whole new launch with a whole new thing yeah. in a couple of months to make some more money just to keep my doors open. That right. mindset and path is a little bit maddening and I think really adds so much stress that's completely unnecessary when you're building a business. 
Yeah. And it takes people, it takes our people out of their lane. It just takes them out of their genius. And now they're putting all their energy into selling and launching. And it's, we like to think of programs as assets. Your program is an asset and your marketing is an asset. And with a launch, when I used to do launches and I used to do three videos to a sales letter, I would download it and I would re I would reuse some of the content. So it was like the hardest getting it out first, but you can't leverage the rest of the parts of it. You can't, uh, my mentor, Travis, <laughs> you can't leverage a sales call, right? And you can't leverage the kind of live event, so to speak, but you can leverage a PDF. We have clients who literally have written their PDF in 2019. Tina Forsyth of Tina, she came into our program and created her certification. And I got permission to share this, so I'm not talking out of school. But she was like, I talked, we connect every once in a while. I've known her since way back. I She's always the person I call on triage when I've got something that needs to happen. <laughs> Give me some advice. And but she's Elizabeth, I don't know if you know this, but I've been using the same PDF since 2019 to fill my program. So I haven't edited it once. And she's not alone. We have a lot of clients. I fiddle with the PDF like every time. And my team is no stop. Part of, it, part of me, they're like, don't like this is the offer and that's it. And I'm like, this is our on-ramp. This is what we're doing. I'm not adding more bonuses. I'm not <laughs> like, but most of our clients, the PDF sells for them over and over again for years. Another a client of mine, when you put in the time to get the offer right, then no, you are getting paid along the way. If you're really investing in our process, when people struggle with it, it's because they're like, I got to put this on pause and I got to go do something else or whatever. And they aren't, they like don't stay with it enough to have the cash flowing as quickly as it could. And that's usually a question. It's a matter of an extra like week or two. One of our clients, Stefania, though, she was so intentional about the process, Stefania Shimano. And she just was like, she would throw, she would put some configuration together. She would throw something out there. Something would happen. Mm-hmm. Huh. And she'd get the feedback and then she'd throw something else out there. She'd get it back. What do I want to do here? And she was making money the entire time, but slowly but surely she was like, okay, this message is calling forward people I don't work with anymore. This message is calling forward people who aren't quite at the place where I can really get them the result. This message is calling forward this person. Okay. And she just kept doing that in about four or five months, maybe a little longer. I always try to be honest about my, or accurate about my numbers and things, but she got it eventually. She's, I help women create big windfalls without the body crash. And that's essentially the language has changed a little bit, but she still does that. And these days she's very clear about how much she wants to work and how much she doesn't. 75% of her marketing time dropped and she just rolls on the calls, does her thing, gets PDF out there, lots of clients to this day. So once you really figure this out, then it becomes just like the systems that you create, it becomes an asset and a thing that pays you over and over again. And when you have to make the changes, because not where offers don't work for forever, like they, they do change, then you know how to you know how to make the tweaks too. Right. And you know how to do the market research and figure out what the market wants and listening and what you actually, what it all means when it comes back to you and how to tweak it just the right way. And it's not taking months to figure that out anymore. You can do it very rapidly and stay current with your marketplace. That's right. Again, it's smart. It has the longevity. You build it. It's there for you. You use it over Mm -hmm. and over again. It's awesome. Super excited. Yeah. And so- 
if you could do this whole entrepreneurial journey over again, what do you wish that you had known or you would have done differently maybe that could have saved you time, money, or energy to get to that next level? What a great question. (laughs) I'll say what's really on top of mind. And we already touched upon it. It's the slow down to speed up because there is this illusion in our industry. And you know what? Guilty is charged. I am sure that my marketing along the way has perpetuated this. And I remember when I was in Goddess Business School doing that program for newbies, one of the things that I would see a lot is people who didn't really want to be in business, right? They bought the dream of make money doing what you love, but they didn't really want to do it. And there's, I remember this was back in 2013, 2014, 2015, but like, I can't perpetuate this myth anymore. Like whatever I'm doing to contribute to this overall arching thing that has people. And with all fairness, I can't, let's not take over responsibility. Sometimes people have to be on their path and try something and then realize it's not for them, that kind of thing. But similarly in the scaling, there's this idea that you need to be constantly making more money, making more money go constant versus the mindset of investing in the right things, not the latest coaching program, but in the right things, you can slow down to speed up and to know. So on my own scaling journey, like the actual like ops side, what you handle, a big breakthrough that I had in the course of our journey, just over the past couple of years is I hit my ops crisis point. (laughs) And I asked myself the question, this was in 2021. I was like, all right, are you going to build this right? Or are you going to put another bandaid on? Are you just going to hire another VA or another ops manager, VA person to like <laughs> to fix that? I was like, no, you're not. You're going to actually, you're going to do what you've said you wanted to do for the past decade. You're going to go actually do the thing. But what was really interesting, what I found is that I'm like, you're going to build the systems and you're going to hire the team and you're going to, what I didn't realize is that at that point, so we're pretty much out of this now, but at that point, the number one thing I needed to address first was program delivery. So what I thought was about systems and team and corporate culture, and I did a bunch of stuff with that, was really how what do I need to have in place in our program so that people come in and get the result consistently, like clockwork, with other people doing the service delivery? And that was the first real problem, was the first real thing. And I didn't see it at that time. So I like... I didn't know what I was really doing until I did. And it required, I will say, it required a tremendous amount of time slowing down to speed up. And it would have been, and by the way, all this was done in late 2020, 2020, 2022. Like I had a lot of personal stuff going on at the same. It was really hard, actually. Complicated by just other things that had nothing to do with my business We had a dad with dementia. (laughs) We had a kid home from school who needs to not be on Zoom all day, like all of that kind of thing. And I just wish I had been easier on myself because I was so used to the big paydays and so used to being able to just blink and make money. And I consciously chose, nope, you're going to invest instead of pumping pumping a broken system or a system that's not firing on all cylinders with more people you're going to figure this out. And I had all of this, like I knew it was the right thing to do, but I also had the voices of the industry going, you need to be further ahead and you need to have figured this out. And you're already a seven figure business owner. And And I would just like, what I would tell myself back 
in 2013 and 2014 is you got to really look, you're the visionary, look at the big picture and be willing to slow down to speed up and set yourself up. This is a whole other conversation. Set yourself up so you don't have that crazy money urgency. You don't have to be shaking the money stick nine ways from Sunday. You know, so that's hopefully that made sense, but yeah, it does. It makes tons mm-hmm. of sense. I we had some conversations about this. And I, and I just think this process of refining and really what it is, is getting ourselves out of being the bottleneck of our businesses and allowing our team to be doing the delivery so that we can serve more people and we actually have a scalable business model. We yeah. were able to then, that is a huge part of the systems that needs to be put in place so you can replicate the results that you yes. get in science. Yes. You have to be able to replicate transformational leaders if you want to scale. I mean, it's we often make the, dis, the distinction between what I lovingly call the seven-figure coaches and the empire builders. And there's definitely overlap because even if you know that you want to be the one doing a lot of the work, actually doing the service, you still want to be able to know how to do that. It's just like like learning your process for yourself. You want to be able to replicate it with every client. And you have to have that clear if you want to hand it off to a team, which I'm all in favor of for all kinds of reasons. I'm a big fan of getting more people on board for service delivery. It's the best. Yeah. I mean, it's the most powerful way. I feel like team is by far my greatest asset. And it's the only way that we can really scale a business because there comes a point where we as the business owners cannot hold it all. And there's a different way of looking at the business. So this is such a big piece to scaling that I find a lot of people don't even look at. I find most people look at the sexy stuff, like the funnels and the launches, like we've been told that somehow that is the way to scaling. And here we are, both of us talking about these other ways of actually getting way more bang for the buck, but it yeah. has to put into your business so much more longevity, so much more profit, and so much more impact by mm-hmm. structuring our delivery process, our operationals, getting the right team in the right place, building the processes yeah. out that actually is the foundation of the whole business. Yeah. Yeah. And regardless of what level you want to scale to, I would say past about 500K. If you're not thinking like that, you are going to be on the treadmill no matter what. No matter you're going what. to be on the treadmill. You have to even what, because you get to choose. I like to say, and I would love to hear your thoughts on this. Like you get to choose your role. Like it's your business. So what do you want to do? Is kind of how I think of it. But regardless of what that is, you have a role and then the rest of it is not yours to do. And we want, we are businesses, if we want our businesses to provide the money, the cash, which then can be turned into assets that pay you forever, then you need to be able to replicate and create more value. Your business is a value generation machine. And what we're talking about with offer, with both offers and the operations pieces are there so you can create more value and you can create more value easily and you can create more and more value when you want to turn the crank. It's just, ah, that's the stuff because that's where the stuff for sure. Yeah. And we have a way of doing it without taking the CEO out of actually doing the work up front. So we can sit in and do the heavy lifting on the back end and get all the pieces in place while yeah. the business is still selling, it's still making money, it's still full throttle. 
heading in the yeah. right direction on the front end. And that allows an extra set of just speed and ease as you're moving into that. And so you don't have to slow down as a CEO and dig into these pieces. I think that you're incredibly unique visionary, Elizabeth, because like I said in the beginning, you have that engineering systems brain and have the visionary creative forces behind you. So you can do both of a lot of these pieces, which I would say a lot of entrepreneurs this is yeah. like CEOs. This is I like they rot a poke their eyes out and dive into yeah. this level of details and system buildings and fine tuning. Yeah. I think delivery, fi- streamlining your delivery and delegating it, it requires incredible amount of deep thought. Oh yeah, deep a ton of thought. thought. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And this is the thing. And this is why, and you know, I've mentioned this, I've told you this before, like your offer is like the hottest offer on the planet to the right person, because I did have to put the brakes on. I didn't know what you did. I remember seeing you in 2021 when this all was coming to a head or it was all breaking down. And I was like, I need a solution. I didn't know that there was a way to not stop selling. And we had stuff going on. We had program delivery stuff that I needed to work out, which contributed to that. But I would have had an easier time of it if I had had a think a thinking partner who could put, put the bumper rails in place or the bolster or the whatever the thing that the stilts, my <laughs> the jack on the car. Like, I've had someone who been able to do that. And that's just like magic because it does. Trying to do it without that, which is what I did, <laughs> takes a cr- immen- tremendous amount of focus and a tremendous amount of balls. And don't do it that way if you don't have to, is what I would say. And that's why I just love, I love what you guys do. And I love your offer. And oh my God, because that is a real, there's always tension between, in my experience, and I've seen this played out, there's tension between the delivery and the marketing. You cannot do both. Yeah, absolutely. The Mm -hmm. typical thing, oh, business is down. I'm going to do tons of marketing. And a bunch of clients come in, the team gets overwhelmed. So now I have to get pulled into the delivery. So I make sure that these clients don't get upset with us, which means that I don't have energy to put any marketing out. And now all of a sudden sales is slowing down. We get into an urgency situation and now I have to go back out marketing again. It's what I call the hustle and grind model. It's very hard to get out of that. Uh, It's very hard to get out of that until, and so what we've done is put one thing in place at a time and things have been coming off my plate one thing at a time. But if you have, if you have a way to do that, where you don't have to manage that. And another way that we help our clients with that whole process, of course, is that again, your marketing, your emails and your, um, your social posts and your PDFs, those are assets that you then plug in and just have them working for you. So in 2020, end of 2020 and 2021, I was on the personal side of things. I was dealing with huge anxiety. Years of type A finally caught up with me. Plus, I'm sure there are some hormonal shenanigans in there as well. Shenanigans. But bottom line is I was flat on my back for quite some time. Right? And at periods of time, my husband and I are trying to figure out what it is and all this stuff. But in both 2020 and 2021, so we like to do a big, we like to do a big enrollment period for our 25K 20 to 25k program at the end of the year. And I had to reuse content I'd written the year before. And in both cases, both of them were $400,000 launches. Wow. And there was no way, unlaunches, as we say, there was no, and there were, there were challenges or problems again, to rub the shiny off. It wasn't perfect. I didn't, not everyone ended up sticking around because 
we weren't quite, hadn't quite nailed our ideal client, but still the content that I'd written in 2019 emails and posts filled those two programs two years in a row, the same content. Well, I was like barely able to peek my head up enough to tell the team to send the email out. Yeah. This is usually the kind of stuff that takes (laughs) the business down. Yeah. Yeah. So we know that you're wearing a lot of hats, but we want to simplify your marketing. If I'd had to do a launch, if I'd had to show up on camera, oh my God, it wouldn't have happened. And then you couldn't pay a team and then you wouldn't have a business. <laughs> yeah. This is literally the how close we are to the edge, right? As entrepreneurs, right? We live at that mm-hmm. level of risk, but I find that really sexy that you have built that level of longevity and stability into your business model. Again, I just want to let you know you're a little bit of a unicorn. I know I am a little bit of a unicorn. It's true. (laughs) Right. But my mindset is how can I make this as simple as possible? And I, uh, my edge on teaching some of the stuff is I'm a marketing nerd. So sometimes I give people a little too much info than what they need. But our goal is to set you up with assets that you can use again and again to fill your programs. And you can create a certain bank of content and then be pulling from that. And then you add more to it over time. You can write new posts. If you're doing that for a year or two, you will have content that you can reuse to fill. And so, you know, it it makes the marketing side of things simpler as you're building out the ops and delivery, which is where the real excitement is. <laughs> That's awesome. It's fantastic. Yeah. And so where can people find and learn more about what it is that you do and connect with you? Yeah. So a couple of places, best thing to, I'm pretty easy to find. I'm on Facebook at Eliz Purvis. I'm out. That's where I hang out a social style. Also our website, it is a little bit of a mess, but you can find us there. It's under construction, but it's working, but you can find us there and get on our email list there. The sevenfiguregoddess.com. And that's a redirect to femininemagic.com, which is another brand name. So either of those will take you to our website. A great way to find to to get introduced to what we do and how we do it is my book, Seven Figure Goddess. And you can get a copy of the book at the website. There's a link to it, or you can go to sevenfiguregoddessbook.com. And that's the best kind of on-ramp at the moment. Awesome. Love it and love your book. Thank you so much, Elizabeth. It was so much fun to finally have this deep dive and chat about all this good stuff that we can geek out on probably. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And I just, Madeline, I appreciate you so much and what you do and how you're helping the leaders. You and I have a very aligned client base and I just, I love watching the transformations that your clients have had and seeing them amplify because to me, this is all about bringing magic to the bigger collective, not just in our little circle, but to the folks in the collective who need what we have. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. Thanks for tuning in to the Seven Figure Freedom Podcast. I hope this episode sparked a shift in perspective to help you amplify your impact, income, and freedom. Schedule a call with me today. You'll find the scheduling link in the show notes to take the first step towards gaining clarity on how to bring your vision to life with more ease. I'm looking forward to reconnecting with you next week for more insights, inspiration, and innovation. Check the show notes for additional resources. 